turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome. Thanks for coming along for the Thursday edition of The Ride Home. A glorious spring day I here. I love it so much. May 2nd. I just want to be outside all the time. I mean, yeah. I want you guys to come with me, but it's not like I'm trying That's to get away really from true. you. That's not really true. No, no, it is true. It's absolutely true. All right. We've never done a radio show outside. Yeah, we have. Where? Well, we did when we did live remotes at Kennywood. We were always outside. Oh, that's right. Holy smokes! It's been a while since we've been well, back it has to been Kennywood. A couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. speaking of Kennywood, you know, Rick Seaback's got the uh, new I saw it. Kennywood show. I the, saw it. So I mean, I didn't see the show, but I saw that it was out. Thirty I saw minutes of outtakes. Let's get him on the air to talk about All it. All right, we fine. love Rick. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to going to Kennywood. Have you? Have you gone back? I can't go to Kennywood. Why? What? Because I have vertigo and I can't. You just sit do on the anything. bench next to Cowboy I'll Joe. S- oh, good. I'll spend fifty-eight dollars so I can sit on a bench. We know people. Oh, no, we don't. Oh, we don't? No, not anymore. We don't. Oh, heck. We don't know anybody. All right. Okay, 58 bucks. Is it really $58? No, I think I exaggerated. Remember the but days? I, I think it might be. Mike, find out how 58 much bucks? No, you can always get coupons and things like that. Remember the days Listen you could to go you, to- you, Holly. What? I'm sure so certain you can get a coupon. I, no, you can. Okay. There's ways to you know, work it. All right. Remember the days you just walked into Kennywood for free and then you had the ride tickets? Listen. That when you have little kids, that is ideal. Of course it because is. all you're doing is in kitty land with your kids and you're going to ride two things. So you buy a couple tickets. Yeah. You can't do that anymore. Why don't they do that? Well, because they're trying to make money. <laughs> is that what it's come <laughs> down welcome to? Welcome to America. <laughs> it's always about making the money. Okay. Speaking of making the money, uh, U.S. Steel today announced that it will invest a billion dollars, one billion dollars to upgrade facilities at its Mon Valley Works. The investment includes a new endless casting and rolling facility at ET, Edgar Thompson Plant in Braddock, and a a congregation facility at the Claritin Plant. Wow, is that like a... I don't know. Guess we're going to be worshiping at the mill. That's the new PCUSA plant. (laughs) Don't even go there, (laughs) Mrs. We're looking for something. No. That's cool, though, right? That is How about that? So Trump was going, steel's coming back, steel's coming back. Everyone's going, no, 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 no. You're crazy. A billion-dollar investment? That's terrific. That's super cool. That is great, great news for the region. Yeah, yeah. Now, on the other side of the spectrum, I saw that uh, CVS is closing a bunch of stores nationwide. (laughs) Now, I, I know why. Why is that? Because their receipts are too long. Oh, my gosh. Listen, Can you bu- I love a CVS. I oh, very much like a do CVS. You? Yeah. I'm kind of mad oh, about no. it. I like a CVS. Really? There is no reason, John, why my receipt has to be 36 inches long when yeah. I leave that store. Uh, you know, I, I just kind of go, they go here and I go, no, and I walk away. Like, I don't want you my know what? receipt. That doesn't surprise me. I, don't, I just don't want it. Yeah, that's something I can see you doing. What? <laughs> yeah. You're just not going to take it. I'm not. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like trying to make everybody feel better. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. Seriously. And then I go outside and complain. But you're right up front. And you're I'm liking done. that. No. That receipt, no exaggeration, at least three feet it, long. I'm, at least. It is out 
of control. Have you ever sat down and looked at it? Like, well, yeah, because, actually, and this is why I love CVS because last time I had some bargains on there. Oh, there it is. I had accumulated some personal points. I was going to say you should person. never throw those away. No, oh, forget no. it. I had coupons on yes, that. I, I had here. accumulated personal points, and there were two coupons I wanted to use, and then went back and did use at another what? time. Yeah. But they—it's too much. It is too long. I it is would, total waste. I of always paper. get the Hagen Dazs uh, coupons. No, here's the deal. I never got that. The coupons, well, cream, I guess. Yeah. the CVS coupons, only bring you back to the regular price. CVS is way overpriced. No, I don't. Way overpriced. I think, how do you know that? Kath, I shop around. I'm a man of particular age and experience. I've been around the block a few times. Kennywood isn't overpriced for you guys. Oh, what is it? Tell me. What? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Wait. He's slapping us. Yeah, I know. You I'm, guys. I'm, yeah, tell me. Was there like a senior? Uh, well, there, according to uh, um, mm-hmm. Kennywood.com, yeah. for an adult or 46 inches and taller, it's forty nine ninety nine. However, 50 at, bucks. at the senior price, ages 55 plus. Kath is not 55 plus. It's twenty five ninety nine. Twenty five ninety nine or forty nine. Forty nine is a lot. Forty nine ninety nine. Fifty bucks to sit there on your bench. Just to get on. Talk to Cowboy Joe. Eh. Get out of here. No, I'm, I'm doing the senior thing. Oh. Fifty five plus. Oh Give me gosh. in there for twenty nine smackaroonies. Would you pay twenty nine dollars to sit on the bench? No. Okay. No. Mike, what do you think? No. If you were taking, if you were taking Junior, Doctor J. Yeah, I'd go. If I'm taking, if I'm taking Junior, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is Kennywood I mean, open now? He we needs, had to, this... he needs yeah. to experience the you know the Noah's Ark theme. Has he been there? No, he hasn't been there. What? Actually, no, he has when he was just a baby. I mean, he doesn't remember, oh. of course. But you yeah. know, one of the great memories of uh, my kids growing up is the first time my kid drove those old metal cars. Yes. Like he sat in the driver's I seat by himself. I love that. So the auto was, race is awesome. Oh, that's my favorite ride. I, I think love he was it. three years old. And it's so cute. You just want to eat. You take a bite out of their arm because they're so <laughs> fabulous. Oh, that's such a great ride. I love it. I love Kennywood. I love the smell of it. Mm-hmm. I just maybe I should go back and sit on thirty three dollars for for junior. Really? For like for under forty six for inches. a kid. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So where I is, am short. Do you think that I could? I think you can yeah, make yeah, it. Sure you can get yeah, in you there. Yeah, you can. You can work it. So okay. where is they're going to put a CVS next to Kennywood? Just in, <laughs> just in case that you might want to go Listen, over there. Listen, I'm it just out. saying that if you know, I, I, I'm not a crazy environmentalist, but I would like to provide <laughs> some care for the earth. And part of it is mm-hmm. saying, you know, ditch the receipts. Yeah. Like well, that. look, we just got a text from Keith Condrich. <gasps> a massive, a massive. There it is in the front Listen, seat of his car. Keith is listening and knows that we're right in sending documentary film evidence. See, he knows. I love Holy that. Smokes. Thank you, Keith. Wait, there's a coupon there. Something for four bucks. Uh, I'm telling you something. Again. About the coupons. But what if the coupon showed up on your phone? I don't want any of that stuff. Just leave me out of the uh, out of all that. Listen. The you, paper, the email. I no, got two. I'm not. I got to buy one, get one Colgate toothpaste, and I feel good about it. Mm, okay. So... Leave me alone. You ever do? Uh, you ever do uh, teeth whitening toothpaste? You ever do that? I always do teeth yes. whitening toothpaste because well, I drink so much tea that sooner or later my teeth are going to be completely yellowed. Okay, so my wife would. Prefer... I mean, not that I'm looking on the dark side. <laughs> Let me just say I, one word. Just... One word. Topol. <laughs> <laughs> it's a smoker's toothpaste, <laughs> or if you're drinking tea or coffee, Topol. Hey, I'm John Hall for Topol. <laughs> Before oh I lay my head down on my my pillow, <laughs> listen. Stop that. <laughs> it's a paying client. Oh, go- <laughs> coming up next, we're going to talk to the Reverend Bill Glaze, one of our favorites. We'll talk about the National Day of Prayer today. It's today and a fantastic event sponsored by Word FM going on today and tomorrow. Nice. We are praying for smaller receipts.
for CBS. In touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. If you're going to have courage in your life and you're going to understand that God is working in your life, you've got to be in the Word. This is the mind of God. This is the heart of God. If I neglect the Word of God and neglect spending time with Him, I'm not going to be strong. It's the Word of God. In touch with Dr. Charles Stanley, helping you grow in Christ every day. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. Hi, this is Todd Shulkin. Join me and head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin, Steelers players Vance McDonald and Stefan Tude, and pastors Brian Loretz and Ed Glover for Man Up Pittsburgh on Saturday, June 8th at Victory Family Church in Cranberry. Man Up is a day for all men to work on becoming the best godly leaders they can be. There will be free food, fellowship, worship, powerful messages and dynamic breakout sessions from high schoolers to grandfathers this is for you register today at manofpittsburgh.org hosted by urban impact and brought to you locally by chick-fil-a of pittsburgh i started out in public education and I've been in education for almost 40 years now. Jubilee Christian School Principal April Eisman. Education is what I knew, and that was my passion. I loved it. But to see the need in society for even more than what we're doing in the churches, because if your children are involved in the church, they're still never more involved than a few hours a week. I want to give students more grounding, give them more of a spiritual foundation. I want to make a difference. Jubilee Christian School, Mount Lebanon, K-6 through grade. Imagine, believe, achieve at jubileecs.org. Did you know that 18% of children in the U.S. live in poverty? That's nearly one in five. Red Nose Day is back at Walgreens to help change that. With your purchase of a Red Nose at Walgreens, you're making a real impact on the lives of children in need. This week, you can also support Red Nose Day by shopping products from proud supporting brands. Right now, buy a Red Nose and get 20% off your next eligible purchase. Restrictions may apply. See store for details. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. Hi, this is Carrie. I'm so excited for May 5th. Why? Because it's Compassion Sunday. My family sponsored a child a couple of years ago on Compassion Sunday at our church, and it's been the best thing we have ever experienced. And I'm excited because I want you to have that same experience. Would you join us? Just go to Compassion.com slash Sunday to find a church near you that's hosting Compassion Sunday. That's Compassion.com slash Sunday. Considering a college transfer? Then consider Geneva College to complete your bachelor's degree. Geneva offers a Christian perspective and more than 115 majors and programs to help students prepare for their life's work. Go to Geneva.edu slash transfer today. Today's the uh, National Day of Prayer. Yeah, and it's also a terrific event going on sponsored by Word FM. This evening, the uh, Pittsburgh Prayer Conference and National Day of Prayer, May 2nd and 3rd, Christ Church at Grove Farm. It's free. Mm-hmm. We'd uh, recommend you go to wordfm.com. John Guest, Pastor Bill Glaze, Ed Glover, Jonathan Watt, who joined us earlier, Mike Howard, Jeff Stevenson, all going on these uh, new two days. Mm-hmm. Uh, joining us right now is Pastor Bill Glaze from Bethany Baptist Church. Hey, Bill. How are you, brother? Good. How are you guys doing? Today? We can't complain. Yeah, Bill, we're happy, and with congratulations on your inclusion in the uh, Pittsburgh Prayer Conference. We're glad you're a part of it. Yeah, it's a pl- uh, pr- 
privilege to be a part of it. You know, I've been a part of prayer things all day. They had a national uh, day of prayer downtown at Market Square. And I, I was at that event, uh, prayed there. So looking forward to uh, this evening praying and, and sharing something from the Word of God. Outstanding. Okay, so today you're here to talk to us about uh, Jesus and uh, Martha, uh, Mary sitting at the feet, right? Right, right. Yeah, you know, as a matter of fact, my message that I'm going to talk about this evening is uh, is sitting at the feet of Jesus on your plate. And, you know, we all know the story of... Uh, Mary and Martha, how that when Jesus came to their house, uh, that Martha was busy about, you know, preparing the meal and and uh, getting things ready to serve Jesus and his disciples. But uh, Mary sat at the feet of Jesus. And, and Martha, in her, you know, busyness, uh, actually got frustrated. And, you know, she, she began to uh, show her where, you know, from her busyness, whereas Martha sat at the feet of, of Jesus. And, and, you know, I, I, I was meditating on this passage, and I was, I was thinking that, uh, that Martha was, was preparing many, many plates. You know, she was probably preparing a plate of fish, you know, which was, which was the meat they, they ate a lot of times during that day. Uh, she was preparing a plate of vegetables, a, a plate of bread, and even probably a plate of flu, uh, fruit. But Jesus, you know, in, in my mind, you know, he's saying to her, you know, Martha, you, you are busy with many plates, but you have missed the best plate. You know, mm. and, and the, the best plate is, you know, to sit at my feet and, and dine at my feet. And, and I wonder, you know, how many of us, you know, we have other things on our plate and, and we're missing the best plate. You know, I know a lot of times, you know, I'm tempted in the morning when I get up to go to the gym or, or have breakfast with a friend or even sit down and watch the morning news and and I, I ask myself, you know, am, am I choosing the best plate, you know, mm-hmm. when I do those things? And, you know, Jesus has a, a spread, you know, lined out for me, you know, a, a spread where he's going to, you know, give me strength and courage for the day, where he's going to give me wisdom on how to deal with things in the day, where, you know, I'm going to, you know, be able to, you know, walk with him throughout the day. And, and you know, am, am I choosing a lesser plate, you know, when I choose not to sit at the feet of Jesus? So, you know, my, my challenge you know, this evening will be is is you know is are you sitting at uh, the feet of Jesus? Is that the best plate that you that you that you can sit at? You know, I, I've thought about the Martha and Mary story a lot um, in relation to just preparing food because I am the ultimate Martha. I mean, I'm the I, you know I got to get everything out. I got to make sure everything's looking good. I got to clean up the dishes. I got to do all those sorts of things. But I never thought about the like the plate analogy. Like you're using, like to, so it's not just about a party or preparation or spending time versus being in the kitchen working. It's really about what we're choosing at any time during the day or even in life. Right, right, right. And I mean, you know, because it is necessary, you know, sometimes, I mean, you know, eventually Jesus and his disciples had to eat. So he, right. so, I mean, the know, dishes aren't uh, doing themselves, okay? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> just saying, people. <laughs> right. Thanks, Mark. Right. So, you know, I think that, you know, Martha was doing a good thing. So, you know, you know, just think about that. She was doing something great. I mean, what what a privilege, you know, to serve, you know, God when he came here on earth and, and, and you know, his disciples. But at that time, was she, you know, was she choosing the best thing? And, you know, I think, you know, a, a part of the evidence, you know, that maybe she hadn't chosen the best plate at that time, you know, you know, first of all, you know, Jesus said that she was distracted. You know, he said, you know, Martha, uh, you know, you, you have been distracted with much serving. And so, you know, she had lost 
focus on the things that were important at that time. And then, you know, even, you know, and, and when we go without spending time without Jesus, you know, just, just think about, you know, how we react during the day. And even as we look at Martha, you know, she began to feel sorry for herself. She began to be critical of others. You know, what did she say? She said, uh, my sister has left me to serve alone. So, I mean, you know, she she lost her focus, and now, you know, her focus became on self. And I, and I think that that's what happens to us a lot of times when, you know, we get, you know, cumbered about with much serving, that, you know, we begin to, you know, focus on self and actually lose, you know, our focus on, on Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, e- even the fact that, you know, and, and, and I'm not sure how to take this, but, you know, she even got a little demanding. You know, when she she told Jesus, "Hey, t- tell her to help me." Right. You know, so uh, you know, so you know, there, there seemed to be a, a bit of e- emotional uh, negativity there too. You know, maybe even some anger. So you know, because now, now just think if she would have just been sitting at the feet of Jesus like Martha, you know, maybe eventually both of them could have got you know went and, and prepared the meal if they you know if they did that would uh, did that first. But look at all the the. The negative feelings, the negative thoughts, you know, the, the the distractions that she was dealing with because she didn't sit at the feet of Jesus. Bill, isn't it funny? I mean, we when you once you get into your rhythm, your habit of morning worship, right? Uh, your your free time to sit there for fifteen minutes or a half an hour or whatever it is, it, it changes your life. I, I know that it's changed my life. I'm sure it's changed yours and Kath as well. It's just a habit, but. We know it's good for us, and it feels great, and we're in communion with the Lord of the universe, but then you fall out of the habit, and it's hard to get back into. I, you know, How can it be that something so good for us can often be so difficult? I, I just don't get it. Well, you know, uh, you guys have probably heard this before, uh, the word busy, B-U-S-Y, and the, it stands for being under Satan's yoke. Whoa. No, I've never heard that. Oh, you never? Oh, no. okay. Yeah, yeah. Being under Satan's yoke, you know, busy. And I think that that's what happens. You know, we get busy, and, you know, again, like Martha, you know, we're not necessarily doing bad things or negative things, but I think, you know, one of the tricks of the enemy is, is to get us, you know, to do a lot of things that are, the, you know, may not be the best things. And, you know, uh, you know there was a, a book uh, out, you know, from uh, what, uh, Good to Great. And, you know, and a lot of times, you know, we, we do the things that are good, but, you know, are we doing the thing that's great? And I think that the, 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 the devil, you know, wants to get us to do the good things. You know, if he can get us to do the good things, like, you know, maybe you're going out and having breakfast with a friend or, you know, maybe even going exercising, which is taking care of our health. You know, if he can get us to do the good things, then uh, we're missing out on the great things. So I think that a lot of times we get tied up in that and we, and we like you said, John, we get away from, you know, that time when, when we know. I mean, I know that when I spend time with God, it's just such a rich time. You know, it's a time of cleansing. It's a time of worship. It's a time of hearing God's voice, of responding to God's voice. And just think, you know, when I don't do that, I, I miss all that. Bill Glaze is with us. He is part of the Pittsburgh Prayer Conference, which gets underway this evening. Christ Church at Grove Farm, doors open at 5.30. The prayer conference gets underway at 6.15, goes until a little later on this evening. Then tomorrow, also, all day long. And uh, listen, we encourage you to go to wordfm.com or just show up. And uh, it's a, there's been a scholarship offer, so you walk in the door and you're good to go. You hear Bill Glaze and John Guest, Ed Glover, Jonathan Watt, Jeff Stevenson. It's a whole roster of people invested in making the best of your prayer life. So, Bill, uh, talk to us about that. Uh, 
Obviously, you are of the belief that prayer can be taught because tonight and tomorrow there'll be a lot of teaching about quality prayer. How does that work? Um, for people who are interested in learning a better, stronger, deeper prayer life, that's available. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I, there'll be a lot of things that will be brought out from the Word of God that will actually, you know, help us to understand how people in the Bible prayed and maybe even, you know, how God wants us to pray. But, you know, one of the things that, that helps me all the time, John, is is when I hear what other people are doing. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm a human being, and I struggle. You know, I, I'll be praying, and all of a sudden my mind will stop, start to wander. And, you know, so, you know, the, you know i got to deal with the flesh. So I really like to hear uh, how other people, you know, deal with their prayer lives and, and what they do. And not that I want to, you know, pattern after them, but there may be some insight in what they do that will help me, you know, in my walk with the Lord, that will help me in my prayer life. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, there's the theological, you know, uh, principles that, that you will get from attending, but I also think that there's a lot of practicality that, that, that will be gained by attendance at the prayer conference. Very nice. Well, Pastor Glaze, thanks an awful lot. We always appreciate your time here with us on air, and especially this evening to be part of the Pittsburgh Prayer Conference and the National Day of Prayer Celebration. Today, tomorrow, Christ Church at Grove Farm, wordfm.com. You want to see more details, but it's a really powerful roster of people who want to equip and engage you in a deeper life of prayer. Bill, always always a pleasure, my friend. Likewise. We'll be back in just a few minutes. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Take a quick break. we got a, a lot more here today. We're just getting underway with the uh, Thursday edition of The Ride Home here on Word FM. You want to check us out online, wordfm.com. Of course, uh, PIT at 96.5 FM and 730 AM. Join me and head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin, Steelers players Vance McDonald and Stefan Tewitt, and pastors Brian Loritz and Ed Glover for Man Up Pittsburgh on Saturday, June 8th at Victory Family Church in Cranberry. Man Up is a day for all men to work on becoming the best godly leaders they can be. There'll be free food, fellowship, worship, powerful messages, and dynamic breakout sessions. From high schoolers to grandfathers, this is for you. Register today at manofpittsburgh.org. Hosted by Urban Impact and brought to you locally by Chick-fil-A of Pittsburgh. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. At extremetruck.net. Got different companies running your web design, social media marketing, and geofencing, but not sure which is getting you customers and which is a waste of your dollars? Contact us at Salem Surround. We can put all your digital marketing under one roof, give you monthly reports, and instantly move your advertising to the most effective areas of your digital marketing suite. Salem Surround. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Creation Fest 2019 is coming. Join us with your family and friends for a weekend of worship like no other. Over 70 artists like Skillet, Tillsong Worship, Crowder, Elevation Worship, Carrie Joe, 10th Avenue North, and Mendisa. As well as over 15 speakers like Bob Lenz, Reggie Dabbs, and David Nasser. 
Be a part of the creation worship experience set in the beautiful mountains of central Pennsylvania. Go to creationfest.com to find out more. That's creationfest.com. Indeed, used by over 3 million businesses for hiring, where business owners and HR professionals can post job openings with screener questions, then sort, review, and communicate with candidates from an online dashboard. Learn more at indeed.com slash hire. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degree programs and certificates. Perfect for students with full-time employment pursuing a seminary education. Learn more at pts.edu. Considering a college transfer? Then consider Geneva College to complete your bachelor's degree. Geneva offers a Christian perspective and more than 115 majors and programs to help students prepare for their life's work. Go to geneva.edu slash transfer today. 96 elephants are killed every day in Africa for their ivory. That's 35,000 a year. With your support, more poachers can be caught. With your voice, we can inspire more countries to ban ivory sales and reduce demand. Go to 96elephants.org and join more than a million people dedicated to saving Africa's elephants. Protect their home. Take action at 96elephants.org. Turning out mostly cloudy tonight. There'll be a couple of showers in the area along with a thunderstorm. The low tonight, 60 degrees. Tomorrow, rather cloudy with a few showers. There can be a thunderstorm around for the afternoon, high 72. A shower or thunderstorm will linger into the early part of tomorrow night, low 51. Then for Saturday, cooler with periods of rain in the afternoon, high 65. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Danielle Niddle. You know, it's a big weekend coming up. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's the John Hall birthday weekend. Yeah. You've heard of that type of extravaganza. It happens every 12 months. We kicked it off last night with my uh, Quinn Hall birthday celebration. It was the Hall Jr. birthday. Right. May 1st to May 4th, we uh, we take it in. And to uh, May 16th, which is mine. May 16th, I mean, just giving you guys a little time to prepare. That's a nice arc. Just a little time to prepare. Two plus weeks. So thinking about, John, you being out for dinner last night, mm-hmm. celebrating your son's birthday. Yeah. Your birthday coming up Saturday. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that maybe when Monday rolls around, you might be a little concerned about some extra poundage you've put on. What What are you saying? I mean, I'm just thinking about that, like, you know, five-day arc between your son's birthday and your birthday. Yeah. And I think that maybe on Monday you're thinking, you know, maybe a change needs to be made. So I looked up – I'm just trying to help. Okay. I mean, yeah, of course I'm concerned. But, you know, I mean, just life. Okay. Well, so I went online and did some searching. Yeah. Oh, searching for. Well, I thought it'd be interesting to see weird diets that people have tried. Oh, oh I see. Now you're thinking I'm like all chubby. No, no. I'm not some... saying you're chubby at you're all. Saying? I was saying that on Monday, you might be wishing for your own self. Wait, Mike's in there nodding Dude. his head. Well, little chubby. Huh? No, no. You're not chubby, you're chubby at all. Come on. Listen. Just, Mike, look, just because you can eat whatever you want and you still no, look exactly the same. Speaking of chubby, look yeah. at that guy in there. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you wish. Anyway. <laughs> So I went on. I ended up on BigThink.com. Yeah. And there's actually an article on bizarre fad diets. Okay. Now I want to tell you ahead of time. If you want to pursue any of these, you should think twice. But you're going mm. to really be like people thought this would work. Oh. Are you ready? Yeah. The morning banana diet. Oh, I like a banana in the morning. Okay. So this started in Japan in 2008. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Japanese there was a, a fascination with bananas. <laughs> I don't. I don't know really? what it was. Okay, it was a pretty straightforward diet. You can have an unlimited number of bananas for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Plus, 
a cup of room temperature water. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Sorry. That sounds like a delicious start to the day. Unlimited. So, so you get like five bananas. That's a lot of bananas. And room temperature water. Okay. So like the cold water would be too much no or good. something? No good. Anyway. Tip you over. I don't know. Your meals for lunch and dinner can be whatever you like. <laughs> so a couple of donuts and a bag of chips. <laughs> the creator of the banana diet was a pharmacist named Sumiko Watanabe, and uh, she developed it for her overweight husband, mm. who claimed to have lost 37 pounds doing this. Now listen, ultimately, diet books on the morning banana method sold 730,000 copies. Oh, so we're laughing. She's laughing all the exactly, way to the bank. Exactly. The banana diet. Yeah. that's the No, it's the morning banana diet. Oh, sorry. Okay. Not the evening banana no, diet. No, the morning banana diet. Because in the evening, do you want to have all those bananas in a cup of room temperature water? I guess so. I mean, you know, banana's good any time of the day or night. Number two, Jordan Peterson's all beef diet. <laughs> have you heard about this? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Canadian psychologist Jordan Peterson was inspired uh, to change his diet after his daughter got very, very ill with an autoimmune disease or a series of autoimmune diseases, and they couldn't figure out exactly what was going on. Jordan Peterson's daughter. Yes. Okay. Michaela's her name. So she began cutting different foods out of her diet. Finally, she cut out everything. But bananas. <laughs> no. Except for beef, salt, and water, and claimed that her health restored problems improved. So her dad, Jordan Peterson... Did the same thing mm-hmm. and ended up losing 50 pounds over seven months. 50 pounds. He also claims. That can't be helped. Listen, to have shed similar lifelong maladies such as depression, anxiety, gastric, mm-hmm. reflux, and other conditions. By eating beef. The only thing he eats. Is beef. Salt and water. Beef. How can that be? I mean, so is it, well, is it good beef or is he having hot dogs? Well, no. Well, I'm sure he's having good beef, and that's all you're eating. You're not having hot. Plus, he's made about a bajillion dollars in the last two years. Right. So. That can't be any good. Don't you need some salad, well, listen, some asparagus, okay. so some they, fruits? So actually, this website went to Professor Jack Gilbert, who did an interview on this on this diet with The Atlantic. And he mm. said, quote, physiologically, it's an immensely bad idea. Yeah. A terribly, terribly bad idea. Your body would start to have severe dysregulation within six months of the majority of the processes that deal with metabolism. You'd have no short-chain fatty acids in your cells, most of the byproducts of gastrointestinal polysaccharide fermentation would shut down, so you wouldn't be able to regulate your hormone levels, you'd enter into cardiac issues due to alterations in cell receptors, and your microbiota would just be devastated. Holy smokes. So don't do that, John. I don't care how you feel on Monday. So it hasn't happened to Michaela or Jordan Peterson? No, not yet. Maybe they just snuck a banana in there. The immune power diet. Okay. Okay. This was uh, Stuart Berger, author of Dr. Berger's Immune Power Diet. It's a well, you know, well-named <laughs> book. Why don't we do like the uh, okay. John and Kathy Ride Home listen, Diet book? Listen, he believes that a significant number of people have hidden allergies to different mm. foods. We, we don't know it. And these can cause AIDS and obesity over time. Just curious. What? Listen, Come on. Wait, listen. That is ridiculous. He suggested that people eliminate the Sinister Seven. Okay, those, these, are, these are the Sinister Seven. Sounds okay? like the Avengers movie. Are you ready? Okay. Dairy, wheat, eggs, Yeast, corn, soy, and sugar. What's left? Meat? Yeah, he's going to go with Jordan Peterson. Of course, none of this is remotely backed up by science. In fact, some of Berger's recommendations weren't just unscientific but downright harmful. Okay, His own, Dr. Berger's, lifestyle habits caught up with him. His obesity and cocaine addiction <laughs> had seriously damaged his heart. But darn it, he wasn't eating dairy, wheat, eggs, yeast, corn, 
so I or sugar. Oh my okay, goodness. last but not least, this is this was a popular Hollywood diet okay. in the 1920s. The lamb chop and pineapple diet. <laughs> I like a lamb chop. I know you do. Yeah. That's why I saved this for last. Clearly, it did involve eating lamb chops and pineapples. Mm-hmm. You might think it functions similarly to the morning banana diet where just you'd replace one meal with lamb chops and pineapples, but yep. you would be wrong about that, John. Instead, this recommends replacing every meal with just lamb chops. <laughs> That'd be horrible. Every meal? Okay. The theory was that the acidic pineapple would somehow negate the fat in the lamb chops. But of course, this wasn't the mechanism that made the diet function. The reason that people lost weight is because they were so sick of eating of lamb chops and pineapple that they actually lost weight. So just And they less. suffered from malnutrition. So, mm-hmm. so listen, I bring this up, John, mm-hmm. just because I care. If you gain a few pounds for yeah. your son's birthday and your birthday, I don't want you to feel badly about no, it. No, no, no. I just, just want you to be you. You know, I, just, I think the key is to eat in moderation. But really, for me, mm-hmm. stop eating sugar. Mm. That's the that's my killer. It is. I love my sugar. I know. Right? I'll tell you, I, I, you know, I, I went off most sugar a year ago. No sugar. And I, I thought it would be easier. I thought, well, certainly after I get, oh, no, you know, no, if no, you get no. through the first three weeks, you know, it takes that long to establish a habit. It's going to be a lot easier. It's a long process. It's does. It's not a process. You just have to not yeah. do it all the time. I hate it. I, went I mean, a, I did have sugar over Easter. Well, thank goodness. What yeah, did you have? Malted milk balls? No, I had haystacks. Oh, that's right. From Sarah's Candy. Bless you, oh, Sarah's Candy. Thank you. For making, but here's the thing. I'm not... When I decided not to eat sugar, I didn't like swear off it like it was going to be poison. Right, I just right. decided that I was just going to have to eat differently. It wasn't... But sugar's uh, in everything. It's in everything. Well, it's easier to go without sugar than without salt because I had to do that for a, mm. a uh, medical condition I had for three months, and that is way harder. But, uh, way harder to go without really? salt. Salt is in everything. Yeah. Sugar isn't in everything. A lot of stuff. Not as right? many Some things form. as salt is in. All right. Well, okay, so, my birthday is Saturday. I, I'll try to eat well and not come in here a little more chubby than I already am. Just don't do the lamb chop pineapple thing. No, but I'd like to have lamb chops for dinner. Wouldn't it? Do you like lamb chops? Lamb chops. Some people go, I'm not going to eat a lamb. And I, I get that, but they're tasty. <laughs> hey, this week, TBN, the largest Christian television network in the world, launches its first daily TV show made particularly for women. Better Together is what it's called, and it features different faces and different voices each day. You'll see Christine Kane, Laurie Crouch, Victoria Osteen, Carrie Job, Lisa Harper, and others, all in conversation about things that matter to women. I'm not talking makeup tutorials or room renos. You're going to see and hear women talking about heart issues, friendship, identity, social media, intimacy with God, kids, family, how to hear God's voice. It'll be women talking together about the things you want to talk about, too. So don't miss it. TBN's Better Together, coming up April 22nd. Important bulletin regarding the secret tech stock that everyone is suddenly talking about. The tech stock is set to create 50,000 new jobs right here in America. Donald Trump himself called what they're doing the eighth wonder of the world. And the company is collecting billions from the tech giants, including over $30 billion just from Apple, Nokia, and Microsoft. Yet here's the most intriguing part. This $3 stock trades under a secret name. Just go to onestockretirementnow.com to get the whole story. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers, and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Buying locally made products is a simple act that can have a tremendous impact on a local economy. 
Since our company was founded nearly 30 years ago, the original Mattress Factory has offered quality mattresses that are hand-built in our own factories and sold directly to you. Plus, we're not just locally made. We are also locally owned by our employees who live, work, and play in the same communities as you. So stop by an Original Mattress Factory store or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the difference local makes for yourself. Right here in Pittsburgh. I'm Angela Aranella, buyer for toys at Party City. I have two little girls. I'm working to show them that women can work and still be moms. They think actually I'm kind of cool because I buy toys. What am I working for? I'm working to make kids happy. There's really no better feeling than that. At ADP, we're designing a better way to work so you can achieve what you're working for. HR, talent, time, benefits, and payroll. Informed by data and designed for people. Learn more at design.adp.com. Here is your new Pella Lifestyle window when open. Here it is. Closed. The new Pella Lifestyle Series is the number one performing wood window and patio door for sound control, energy efficiency, and value. Keep the outside noise outside. More peace and better rest for your family. Exceptional noise control for a quieter home. For a limited time, get 50% off installation and 12 months no payments, no interest. Call 888-77-PELLA. PellaPittsburgh.com. Listen to your favorite Christian programs anytime on the OnePlace app. Download and listen offline. Stream to your car or automated home device. Download OnePlace at Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Brian Dykema is back with us. Brian Dykema is the program director, work and economics at Cardis, also senior editor of a magazine which we absolutely love, Comment Magazine. Hey, Brian, welcome back. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm great. How are you? Real good, thanks. Well, we're hockeyless. I'll tell you that. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh don't even don't even start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have anyone to love anymore. You no. really don't. I'm sorry it's a for long you. Spring. It really has been a very long spring. We're committed to baseball. I hope you are as well. Poorly. Yeah, I'm. We, Hamilton just got its first professional soccer team, and mm. uh, I'm uh, I'm a true Forge fan, so Forge fan for life. Oh, good for you. Mm. All right. Well, congratulations yeah. on that. Excellent. Hey, there's yeah, a terrific thanks. article in Comet Magazine that's given John and I a lot of food for thought. It's written by Sarah Dahl, and um, it's about mm. treating kids in church differently than maybe we have ever up to this point. Yeah. Yeah, it's I. I too. Uh, I had the same uh, the same type of reaction to it. At first, I was um, I, w- I wasn't sure what to think of it, but the more I read it, the more I thought it had a profound insight. And I, I think one of the key things that she's trying to help us understand is that we don't and haven't um, done a great job of seeing the children in our um, in our pews, the children in our churches on a Sunday morning. As fellow Christians, we thought of them as as something else, something to be developed, an embryo of some um, some sort of of some sort. And in doing so, we probably have actually haven't been listening to what um, Scripture tells us about what Christians are, what actually makes a Christian. So I, I was I was struck by it as well. Yes. Okay. So so she starts off the conversation, the article, uh, talking about a mound of dirt at church. Can you tell that story, Brian? Yeah, sure. Um, this, for the record, I'm not sure if she's she's recommending it or otherwise. But <laughs> right. She was walking into <laughs> walking into church um, on Ash Wednesday, which you know is the Wednesday uh, that that opens up uh, opens up the season of Lent. And she came into the church with her children, and she saw um, two boxes that were filled with dirt. 
Um, and as a mother, um, uh, her first reaction was one of panic, thinking, oh, my goodness, uh, this is going to be uh, a total disaster. Um, but what ended up happening was that as the service went through, um, uh, the children would go up, they would start to move around in it, they would start to uh, to play and to, to sort of uh, put their hands in it. And the, 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 the pastor at the end of it said, you know, I think this was something that we needed. It would actually, it was a way in which the children were, were able to live into the, um, you know, dust to dust, ashes to ashes, uh, that they were talking about in the service itself. Hmm. And... Sarah said in the article that it was a rare moment because, you know, the kids were playing in the dirt. The adults felt weird about it, as we all, at least I would. You know, I'd go up there and I'd feel like, oh, this is supposed to be an interactive thing and I don't want to hurt the person's feelings that set this up, but this is, you know, (laughs) this is odd to me. Right, exactly. My fingernails are in the dirt. Exactly. (laughs) But, you know, I'm trying to be, you know, helpful and everything. But the kids really got into it. and. Absolutely. But the thing she liked about it is the fact that we were all doing something together. So even if it was the fact that some of the adults didn't really enter in and some of the adults felt weird about entering in, the point was is that the kids were there, the adults were there, and we were all doing a common thing. That's right. I think I think that's the key insight. I'm not sure, you know, I don't think that she's recommending that everybody, you know, brings a sandbox into the, the liturgy or what have you. But what I think she's trying to say is that when we worship, we need to understand these little people that we we normally shunt off. I, I, this is this is quite common practice. I grew up going to the church basement to do Sunday school, right? So I don't I don't know if you did, but that was my sure. that was my experience. And I didn't look quite frankly. I, I learned quite a bit there. So again, she's not saying get rid of Sunday school, but what she's saying is that we need to see the children in our church as brothers and sisters in Christ. And I think. Um, rather than as, as something that sort of undeveloped Christians or what have you. It's interesting, because um, Sarah's Reformed. She comes from a Reformed background. And, you know, when you think about, you know, what she, she talks quite a bit about the, bapti- you know, the baptismal vows that she makes and talks about, um, the, you know, the seed, that, that though you don't yet know faith and repentance yet, you, you children are the seed. You're the, you have that there. You are Christians. And there's, there's another thing that sort of mentions that, um, you know, when, when we say, what does it mean that we're a Christian? One of the definitions of that is that we have faith in Jesus Christ, right? That is what, what, that is what defines um, a Christian. And there's a great line in, in one of the catechisms of the Reformed Church that says, if you have faith in Jesus Christ, you share in his anointing as king. And faith, you notice the word is faith, not, you know, theological knowledge. It's faith, and children can have that. Um, and so what she's sort of calling is, how do, we, how do we find ways to bring those children into our services and to walk alongside them in their faith? Brian Dykema is with us from Comet Magazine. We're talking about an article that appears online right now. You can access it at cardis.ca forward slash comment. Comet Magazine, just a fabulous piece of, uh, it comes out on a quarterly basis, and Kath and I just love it. But in, in the article, Brian, uh, uh, Sarah, she uh, she quotes someone else, a, a writer by the name of Gretchen Wolf Pritchard, and she says this, quote, baptized children are not recruits or trainees. They are Christians. It is their birthright as Christians to be included in the life of God's people and community, to approach God in awe and love in worship, to be welcomed into the sacred space, to receive Christ's body and blood, to know and be known to their fellow parishioners by name, and to express their faith in service, not as a class exercise only, but as members of the parish family. 
And I, and I think that's very succinct. It, 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 it hits the nail right on the head. We look around and we think, that crying kid or that little kid over there just distracting me. But the fact of the matter is we are all God's children under the same roof here mm-hmm. together. And there is power mm-hmm. in that. Yeah, I, I think I think that's exactly right. I think I'd love that quote as well. I thought it hit the nail on the head. I think I think what it's also doing. Her article did, at least for me, was try to help us reimagine what church is and what it's going for. Right. I think often, and and this is, and I, I don't want to undermine this because I think there is something to it. But when we go to into church, we're like, I need to get something out of it. We sort of leave. Did we get something out of it? Did we get something out of that service? Right. That's sort of how we go in, and therefore anything that gets in the way of that, whether it's a you know, a person with mental illness sort of making noise, or whether it's a children, believe me, I know I've got four of them, whether it's a child saying, you know, <laughs> tugging on your sleeve, or, you know, one of the, two of them fighting, and you've got to put the arm clamp on them, you know, all these, you know, these things, these, these things happen. <laughs> the arm clamp. <laughs> like, right? <laughs> yeah. And you're, and you're like, you're getting in the way of me being at church. And I, and I actually don't think that's an appropriate, what we should be doing is saying, how do we help that child understand what's going on at church? And I think there are different things that I think there are, that's a task for parents. Yeah. Um, I also think it's a task, you know, if you've got pastors listening, and I'm, I'm sure you do, I think it's a task for, I, one of the things I was thinking about, it's a task, how does a pastor do that? We often think, okay, the sermon, which is the focal point for, for many um, Protestant services, right, evangelical, we, we often have to, ser- the sermon is the sort of the main event. We have to think, you know what, kids can't follow that. Um, but I was, I was really reminded uh, of C.S. Lewis when he was talking about children's literature. Mm-hmm. He says this, he says, um, a children's story that can only be enjoyed by children is not a good children's story yeah. in the slightest. Right. And I think to myself, you know, how much do we do that with our kids, you know, Sunday school classes, and how much does the reverse happen with a sermon? And I thought to myself, is a sermon that can only be enjoyed by adults a sermon in the slightest? Mm. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and I have a feeling that a good pastor will will be able to tell, you know, the good news of the gospel directly to the kids, but in such a way that the adults in the room um, can get as much out of it as the kids. Just like, you know, you and I get a lot out of when I read Narnia, for instance. I get quite a bit out of it, maybe even more now as an adult. That's excellent. And I was wondering about whether that applied for, for pastors as well. I wonder. That, that's really a great yeah. point. Because, you know, you often see where parents will give their kids you know, a coloring book or a sketch pad or something like that. So the kid automatically, of course, checks out and is not part of the worship service. Right. Um, I, because I, I think that takes us back to looking at our kids as our appendage mm-hmm. in worship. And and I understand how it how that happens because when you have small children, it is a lot <laughs> to try to get them there, first off, and you're so happy that you've yeah. gotten them there, and then you want to somehow keep them in some relegated, quietest form while they're there. Yeah. There's just a lot oh, yeah. to, but, to take care of when oh, you're yeah. a parent. And so also trying to make it meaningful for them often can seem yeah. like, you know, too much to go for right, in one morning. Right. So when we were growing up, I mean, when my kids were growing up, uh, what I, the only thing I really insisted in was that the kids followed along with the rhythm, rhythm of the worship service. So as the congregation yeah. stood, they stood. As we yeah. sang, they yeah. sang. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and as a kid growing up, of course, not 90% of the sermons going over your head, but there were no comic mm-hmm. books, there were no coloring books. Mm-hmm. We sat there, mm-hmm. and your, you know, your... 
imagination or your thoughts would just kind of wander downstream or whatnot, but you were still there. You weren't naturally disconnected from what was going on. Yeah, I think that's profound. I think what's going on at church, I mean, I, I, I would challenge you guys. Do you guys remember... Do you guys remember the details of a sermon from three months ago? Probably oh, no. not. Probably, probably, I, I sure don't. And I've got, I've got great preachers at my church, right? I think what, what ends up happening, what actually goes on in the worship service, is you meet Jesus and you, in, and you meet him in the rhythm and the flow of it. And I don't mean to say that you do it by rote, but these habits, what you do becomes yes. what you are. And I think that um, I think what ends up happening is that having children included in that sort of rhythm and flow, they begin to remember that it almost becomes it almost becomes like a you know somebody with a basketball. The more you shoot it, the better you get. Right? There's a certain muscle memory that comes, right. and then all of a sudden you find yourself you know having been in church for the first ten, twelve years of your life, being able to say, oh yeah, my ch-, you know say. You know, what does Jesus say when, when he was giving bread? Take, eat, remember, and believe. My children were just reciting that the other day. And I think it's not because they were really listening. I think it's just because it they were there. And They've all of a sudden, mm-hmm. they knew it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's a wonderful reminder, and it's a really great thing. So thanks, Sarah, for us. Um, and tell you that Absolutely. we really enjoyed the article. But this has been Brian Dykema yeah. from Comment Magazine. Hey, Brian, so take a minute and talk, talk about Comment. Let our listeners know about Comment. Yeah, so Comet Magazine, Quarterly Magazine, we have uh, we have an announcement coming up. I want to just sort of highlight that to you guys. We have a new editor that we're going to announce soon, nice. um, which I'm very, very excited about. And uh, hopefully we'll connect that person with you guys soon uh, so that person, as I'm saying, uh, can uh, can tell a lot more. But we're, I, uh, we're the type of magazine that if you're interested in what your faith means for your everyday life, uh, this is the place to start. So C-A-R-D-U-S dot C-A slash comment. Um, we'd love to have you as a reader. Very nice. Brian, always a pleasure. We appreciate uh, your work, the excellence of Cardis and Comet. We'll take a quick break, come back. We're going to talk about uh, State Representative John Rogers. Stick around for that. kids we're late honey the car won't start mom the dog just sat on my science project life can be stressful but getting life insurance shouldn't be that's why there's ethos ethos is a modern kind of life insurance that's super fast incredibly affordable and very uncomplicated at getethos.com there are no medical exams for policies covering under a million dollars no hours of paperwork or meetings with pushy representatives it only takes 10 minutes to apply and you can rest assured knowing you've taken steps to protect your family. And in most cases, with Ethos, you can have that peace of mind for less than a cup of coffee a day with no hidden fees. Having life insurance can free you from stress. Getting life insurance shouldn't cause it. Discover how uncomplicated life insurance can be at Ethos. Get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in minutes. Just go to getethos.com. That's E-T-H-O-S. GetEthos.com. GetEthos.com. Donald Trump is set to use gold to challenge the Federal Reserve. This action will drive the stock market higher and make gold prices soar. My name's Adam Barada. I'm the co-owner of Advantage Gold and the author of the national best-selling book, Gold is a Better Way. For 47 years, the Fed has secretly valued gold at $42 an ounce. Trump is set to reveal their secret and force the Fed to properly value the gold on their balance sheet. I lay it all out in my most recent report, How Trump Will Trump the Fed. His executive action will ramp up the world economy and cause the price of gold to double overnight. To get my report, text the words Trump Gold to 49776. 
That's Trump Gold to 49776. Trump knows a higher gold price will unleash the U.S. economy. To get my report, get it right on your phone right now. No questions asked. Text Trump Gold to 49776. That's Trump Gold to 49776. If you're an investor, you need to see this. Text Trump Gold to 49776. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When picking a phone number for business, what sounds more professional? Your personal number? Hold on. Let me give you my cell. And uh, actually, let me get yours, too, just so I don't ignore your call, you know? Or a dedicated business number, courtesy of Grasshopper. It was a pleasure meeting you. Our number is 1-833-IT-TROOP. Give us a call anytime. There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. Around here, everyone knows you need the right tool for the job. It's the difference between orders filled and orders missed, between return customers and product returns. That's why I order from Granger. With over 250 local branches, will call product pickup, and a time-saving mobile app, it's easy to get it right. When it comes to getting what you need, when you need it, Granger's got your back. Call, click Granger.com, or stop by to see for yourself. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This was in the uh, Trib Live today online. A Northside woman says that a Pittsburgh police officer charged her with burglary and other crimes in 2017 because she said she did not support Donald Trump. Wrong. Darian Balcom, 47, of Perry North on Tuesday, sued the city in federal court. No way. Contending that Officer Gabe Figoa violated her not First Ga- Amendment not rights. Not to be confused with Gabe Vigoda. No, right. Quote, <laughs> Who was different and is no longer alive. Fish, right? Right, exactly. The, quote, the essence of this is that a law enforcement officer should not be allowing his own political beliefs to influence his official duties, said downtown attorney Margaret Coleman, who represents Balcom. He was there to investigate a crime. Pittsburgh Public Safety Department spokesman Chris uh, Tugneri declined comment, citing the pending lawsuit. Balcom said the incident unfolded December 18th, 2017, when the owner of a nearby apartment building asked her to feed dogs left behind in a vacant apartment. Okay. Balcom said that she and her friend, Matthew Grebner, went to the apartment, found the dogs and several cats that had been abandoned in the building. Another neighbor called police, reported a burglary after seeing Balcom and Gerber leave the apartment with the cats. The easiest thing was to take the cats to my building, so we carried them there. Sure. Five police officers then showed up. Because they thought they were stealing cats? Officer, The officer asked a couple of questions that weren't investigation related. He didn't ask me what was going on. He did not ask me why we had removed the cats. He called me sweetheart, and I said, don't call me sweetheart. According to the lawsuit, uh, he then asked her if she supported Trump for president. When she told him no, he said he was a Trump supporter and arrested her. Uh, Gerber, 56, of Spring Hill, said the officer released him and told him while unlocking the handcuffs that Balcom didn't do anything wrong, but she shouldn't sass a police officer. He said she's just a bleeding-heart liberal trying to take care of some animals, and she shouldn't sass. So, uh, whoa. whoa. That's wild. That, how do you, how do you corroborate that? I mean, it, you know. The you only get, way to corroborate is if there were is it, there was another cop there. and There's there, five. So, She's, he's one of five. And then, you know, this uh, Balcom and... Uh, right, the guy who was there, right? Yeah, who right. didn't get arrested. What? I don't know. Okay, this puts me into deep despair. That what? Our politics have reached the point where... No, that everything 
has to be about Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with us that we have allowed the simplest things about the world and all of the important things about our jobs to revolve around one man? Yeah. I don't care if he's a powerful man. Why does everything, everything. have to be about Donald Trump? I don't know. We can't. we got to <clears> stop <throat> it. Get other hobbies. Find other things to talk about. I- Think about mountains. Spring. Fad diets. Correct. Just pull away from social media, I think. Yeah, I think our, probably that's the big thing. It's really, it is. Oh, my goodness. The, he's one man. Anyway, don't get arrested. I'm not thinking about yeah. it right now. I'm thinking about what I'm going to eat. Hungry. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump says he and his administration are committed to protecting religious liberty. At a National Day of Prayer ceremony here at the White House, the president said we renew our resolve to protect communities of faith so that all people can live and pray and worship in peace. He denounced recent hate-filled attacks on churches, synagogues, and mosques. The president also declared that prayer works, and he quoted from the book of Isaiah. They will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not be faint. Greg Clugston, the White House. Baltimore's new mayor promises that Catherine Pugh's resignation will lead to a stronger Baltimore. After Pugh resigned as mayor Thursday afternoon, acting mayor Bernard Jack Young automatically became the permanent mayor. On Wall Street, they're down by 122 points. The Nasdaq dropped 13. The S&P lower by 6. This is SRN News. Moms, wow, aren't they special? Doesn't that word just warm your heart and make you feel loved? Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and I am so blessed to get to work side-by-side with my mom every day in our family business. And right now, my mom and I are planning for a special day for you and your mom on Mother's Day. Every year on Mother's Day, we barbecue chicken quarters over the open pit outside with our secret butter sauce. Baked beans, corn pudding, coleslaw, macaroni salad, ho-ho cake, and more will bound inside to go along with that tasty, tender chicken. When I was a teenager and we first started cooking for crowds, all my mom wanted for Mother's Day was for us five kids to help get ready to make this a special day for our guests. So bring your family and come hungry to enjoy the wonderful farm-fresh meal that we started all those years ago. Oh yeah, live music and free cones for moms too. Let us share a little of our farm with you. The Spring House in 84PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare... You give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-290-7100. 
That's 800-290-7100. 800-290-7100. They're not in it for the money. They don't do it for the fame. It's certainly not about the fringe benefits. No, for a Christian teacher, the real reward is found in the everyday triumphs of a child as they learn not only about their world, but discover their unique place in it. This is how love inspires learning. Visit pittsburghchristianschools.net. Education for mind and soul. pittsburghchristianschools.net. It's Better Together, the exciting daily half-hour talk show by women and for women. It's good friends like Lori Crouch, Christine Kane, Carrie Job, Victoria Osteen, Lisa Harper, and many more. It's more than just a TV show. It's your daily destination for love, friendship, encouragement, and community. It's Better Together, 1.30 Eastern, 10.30 Pacific, only on TBN. Text TOGETHER to 316-316 to join in. That's TOGETHER to 316-316. We'll see you real soon. Turning out mostly cloudy tonight. There'll be a couple of showers in the area along with a thunderstorm. The low tonight, 60 degrees. Tomorrow, rather cloudy with a few showers. There can be a thunderstorm around for the afternoon, high 72. A shower thunderstorm will linger into the early part of tomorrow night, low 51. And for Saturday, cooler with periods of rain in the afternoon, high 65. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Danielle Niddle. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> little mouthful of ice. <laughs> I'll be honest. Caught me by surprise. I understand. I mean, you know, every day it's five after five. You think I'd know where to be? <laughs> I, I mean, that's probably time to do right. second half of radio program. Mm-hmm. When, when I uh, was first in college, I had a professor who used to say, "Be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there." Mm, that's good. Which advice. I always thought that was excellent that's advice. Very, very good advice. So <laughs> I didn't heed that right now. Well, if some of our listeners didn't heed that at four o'clock and missed the earlier portion of our show, mm. you can always find us on iTunes. So look for our podcast there. Also on our website, John and Kathy Show. Dot com. Very nice. So the conversation, John, about abortion, uh, strangely enough, while the numbers have decreased as far as um, numbers of abortions done, um, numbers of abortions done in um, in different states uh, by age, in pretty much every category abortion numbers have declined yes okay overall and we're so thankful for that so why is it that the pro-abortion lobby has ratcheted up and maybe i'm answering my own question their rhetoric when it comes to abortion so we talked on our show at maybe six eight weeks ago the governor of virginia on a radio show um, talking about how, you know, these decisions should be left to a mother. And if a baby is born live after an abortion, the baby should be kept, kept comfortable on a table while the physician and the mother talk seriously about whether to kill the baby or not. Right. And then the president picked this narrative up, which he has repeated multiple times over the last several weeks. Uh, and now that has spread. That political talk 
has found its way into state government, mm-hmm. uh, right, local and we, government. Right, and we saw bills that were debated in Kentucky, I believe. We saw one um, in Virginia. We yep. saw one in New York State where once they passed, I forget what they called their reproductive bill, the governor was so excited that he lit up the state capitol pink. Right. Now, what, what he was excited about is the fact that abortion was virtually declared legal for all of the gestational period. Right. So late-term abortions were right. now no available. No big deal. Right? No yeah. big deal. So, well, today, Alabama State Representative John Rogers, like, took it to a whole other level. Mike, play the audio for us. All I'm saying to you, it ought to be a woman's choice. I'm not about to be as a male tell a woman what to do with her body. She has a right to make that decision herself. Directly, he said. Some kids are unwanted, so you kill them now, kill them later. You you bring them in the world unwanted, unloved, then you send them to the naked chair. So you kill them now, kill them later. But the body... you got to be kidding me. Some kids are unwanted, so you either kill them now or you kill them later. Well, that's a common theme of, of secularists, right, that uh, evangelical Christians or Christians are really great uh, about the pro-life perspective while the baby's in the womb, but then once the baby arrives in the world, then, oh, yeah, it's, well, any, I think it's anybody's a, guess. I think is, it's a valid criticism. I don't think it is. Oh, no, I do. Come on. I know. I think it's a valid criticism. I th- I'm not saying that that applies it. as they say it across the board at everyone who is pro-life or anti-abortion, but I do think it's a it's a criticism we should take to heart that for all, all of our insistence on abortion being wrong, then we need to put some well, of course time we are. and energy into infants and Let me tell you something. Children. Our listeners here at the station prove this so every month. So because true. when we go and we yep. say, hey, can you help these kids with food for the poor people or across ste- international or whatever, of course they do. But I, I think that when the other side criticizes, it's a good thing to hear it and to say, okay, so let's not get mad about it. Let's figure out if there's some validity to it and then take what, take what we can okay, from so it. Okay, so then what's, what's the validity this guy? This, But this guy? John Rogers. What? I don't see any validity whatsoever. I mean, he's not trying to, he's not trying to, as I heard it in context, and I believe I heard the context well, of it. Well, we don't know. We heard, I didn't. I did not hear the larger context. You see a thirty-second clip, or right? Not I even. heard a little bit of a longer clip than this, um, where he was. He's just basically talking about the fact that it's up to a woman to decide if she has an abortion or not. But he says, "Look, some kids are unwanted, so you kill them now or you kill them later. Either you kill them now in abortion, or you kill them later in the electric chair." That's rough. I mean, I, I'm not sure how we have entered into a place where our dialogue about children sounds like that. Well, one of the first key indicators for me was the 2016 Democratic National Convention, which was essentially, from my perspective, a celebration of abortion. I mean, it was almost like up with people. That's what it felt like. Where, you know, speaker after speaker. That was when Shout Your Abortion started, I believe. Yes, exactly. That movement. Or at least when it achieved prominence. It's become so mainstream. Okay, so if it's become so mainstream... It's even more vital that we come out verbally and say that is not an appropriate attitude for a society, any society, let alone our society. Right. But it has to be more than verbally. I mean, right? Our friend right. says the nodding of the head, the doing of the thing. Right. So thank you, Scott. Then Wilder. we better back it up. And we of course, I believe that we do up. back it up. Okay. Well, the large majority of believers do. There's no doubt about that. For me. I don't know if you can say the large majority of believers do. 
from my perspective, I think that's true. Okay. I'm not here to point fingers at anybody. All I'm saying is that when you hear something like that, gosh, doesn't it make you want to stand up and say, no, 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 no. We're not interested in killing kids that are in utero. We're not interested in letting a a kid who was born five minutes ago through a botched abortion lay on a table while the doctor and the mom decide whether he's going to live or not. And I'm not interested in killing a kid in an electric chair either. No, of course not. Okay? I'm just not – I'm not interested in any of it. We are a society that is supposed to be based on Judeo-Christian ethics or morals perspective on the world. And a Judeo-Christian perspective, a moral position in the world does not – advocate for killing kids in any of those ways. Of course not. No. If you're a believer and you are a pro-life believer, right, you believe from the womb until the last breath. Yeah, of course you do, right? Because all life is sacred. All life is sacred. I'm telling you, that is a disturbing thing to hear. And it's just another in the long line. Like you said, this is no new news, right? it's It's just another person who's in public life who's been elected by Americans getting up and treating life with such a cavalier attitude. Well, so in the new spin of 2019, I'm sure at some point, probably already, you know, the representative, the uh, state senator has made clarifications. I hope so. Of his remarks. I, I would love to hear a clarification. And if, if, if we have mis- misrepresented him in this clip in some way, I would be happy to walk it back. I'd be thrilled to walk it back tomorrow. As it is, as I hear it, there's no place for it. Alabama State Senator Representative John Rogers on abortion. If you want to look and uh, do your own research, Please check that out, John Rogers. Take a break. Come back. We're going to lighten it up. We're going to go to the movies with Elisa Wilkinson from Vox. 101.5 WORD. Playing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekend. With the best new music. New New music from Josh Wilson. Borrow one day at a time. No trouble for tomorrow. Till I found you from Phil Wickham. Spoken. The, the best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 WORD on the weekend. Important bulletin regarding the secret tech stock that everyone is suddenly talking about. The tech stock is set to create 50,000 new jobs right here in America. Donald Trump himself called what they're doing the eighth wonder of the world. And the company is collecting billions from the tech giants, including over $30 billion just from Apple, Nokia, and Microsoft. Yet here's the most intriguing part. This $3 stock trades under a secret name. Just go to OneStockRetirementNow.com to get the whole story. Creation Fest 2019 is coming. Join us with your family and friends for a weekend of worship like no other. Over 70 artists like Skelet, Song Worship, Crowder, Elevation Worship, Carrie Joe, 10th Avenue North, and Mendisa. As well as over 15 speakers like Bob Legs, Reggie Dabbs, and David Nasser. Be a part of the creation worship experience in the beautiful mountains of central Pennsylvania. Go to creationfest.com to find out more. That's creationfest.com. Hi, this is Touch Elkin. Join me and head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin, Steelers players Vance McDonald and Stefan Tuitt, and pastors Brian Loretz and Ed Glover for Man Up Pittsburgh on Saturday, June 8th at Victory Family Church in Cranberry. Man Up is a day for all men to work on becoming the best godly leaders they can be. There'll be free food, fellowship, worship, powerful messages, and dynamic breakout sessions. 
from high schoolers to grandfathers, this is for you. Register today at manofpittsburgh.org. Hosted by Urban Impact and brought to you locally by Chick-fil-A of Pittsburgh. This is Peter on his motorcycle. Oh, the open road. And this is Peter off his motorcycle. Um, please move your paper off my desk. Thank you. On his motorcycle. I feel so alive! Off his motorcycle. I feel like we covered that already, so... On. Wow! Look at the ocean! Off. Look at this article I found about urban planning. You're better on your bike. Progressive helps keep you on it. Get a quote in as little as three minutes at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Mothers Against Drunk Driving supports victims of drunk driving, drug driving, and underage drinking at no charge. Call our 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit mad.org. That's M-A-D-D dot O-R-G. Considering a college transfer? Then consider Geneva College to complete your bachelor's degree. Geneva offers a Christian perspective and more than 115 majors and programs to help students prepare for their life's work. Go to geneva.edu slash transfer today. Okay, so it seems like everybody in the history of the United States has already seen the Avengers. Except New Mike and I. Or myself. Yeah, but you don't care. I really That's do not. The That's true that I don't. Mike and I care very much, and you are in some other cultural place. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Alyssa Wilkinson is with us. Alyssa is a regular guest on our shows. She's a, the film critic at Vox.com. She's been writing about film and culture since 2006. Her work has appeared everywhere. Rolling Stone, The Washington Post, RogerEbert.com. She is also the uh, co-author with Robert Joustra of How to Survive the Apocalypse, Zombies, Cylons, Faith, and Politics at the End of the World. Alyssa, welcome back. Thanks for having me. So, Alyssa, have you seen the latest Avengers movie, Endgame? I have. I saw it um, about five days before it came out at some press screenings. Nice. So you're a fan of the genre? Um, I, you know, honestly, it's usually not really my thing. Um, yeah, me I, I, you know, I, I mean, it's fine, but I often find that the movies kind of get swallowed up by, you know, the need to make them appeal to literally everybody. Um, but I like this one. Oh. oh, okay. Now, without giving anything away, because, of course, you know, a good chunk of our listening audience has not seen it yet, and most especially new Mike and I have not seen it. <laughs> I mean, not to be selfish or anything. No, but I do yeah, want to fun. certainly preserve the future of my uh, movie-watching happiness. Um, tell us why you liked it. Well, so in a way, uh, and this is no spoilers again, absolutely no spoilers, but it sort of is like watching the finale of a regular TV show. Mm, um, yeah. This is... This is movie number twenty-two, which oddly oh enough, someone on the internet, someone on the internet pointed out that uh, your typical network TV show actually runs about twenty-two episodes. So if you think of it that way, this is the finale um, of the first season of this story, and so it does actually really nicely tie together a lot of the threads that have been kind of out there floating in the MCU for a while, um, and it has some really meaningful moments. Uh, you know, it's. One of my complaints with the Marvel films has always been that they don't spend much time building out some of the characters. Like, they let one thing stand in for an entire personality. (laughs) Um, But uh, we've had so much time with some of these characters at this point that they really do have, like, distinct personalities and character traits and plot points. And this movie brings them all back. Hmm. 
So for people who have been lovers of the MCU and invested in all these films, I think there's only two of them I haven't seen. Um, so I'm going to go into it and I'm going to get it and I'm going to like it and I'm going to cry and it's going to be, you know, it's going to become a part of me. But for people who have, who really have, maybe they saw Ant-Man and they saw an Iron Man, but they don't really remember. They're like John and they yeah. kind of look down their nose. I, I don't look my, down my you nose. You do a little bit. I mean, it just, it just feels like chases, explosions, and that's about it. <laughs> Okay, so is John going to like it? I, I think so. I mean, I think it's worth sort of brushing up. You know, if you can find a video or something on the internet that will let you brush up on, like, what's basically happened um, with a lot of the characters. But, uh, you know, it actually has drama. It has, like, some really meaningful moments between family members uh, throughout it. So this one has a little bit of, of humanness that sometimes the, the films have kind of missed. Also, I just think it's really good to be aware of what everyone is talking about. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's it. You. Yeah. Yeah, and this is and what this everybody's talking about. Yeah. Somebody right, told me right. uh, uh, my uh, oldest son went to see it opening night and he said there was a 4-month-old baby in the audience. Oh, come on. I mean, what the heck? <laughs> so what what is it clearly not age appropriate for a 4-month-old baby, but is it PG-13? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I, I mean, most most of the Marvel movies really try to hit that Makes spot sense. where they're Yeah, it's you know, there are scary moments for sure that I wouldn't bring a little kid to, but I think, you know, for the most part, if you ever have watched a Marvel movie, you'll be fine. Very mm-hmm. nice. Okay. Okay. So let's, re- let's move beyond the Avengers here. Here it is summertime. Uh, you know, especially in the older days, we were looking forward to those big blockbusters, but are there movies that are coming down the pike in the next warm few months that are to be anticipated? Yeah, quite a lot. I found that when I was writing my summer preview, I had about double the movies on it that I normally do. Really? Nice. Yeah, which is a good feeling, and I've seen about half of them already, um, and a lot of them are are quite interesting. So lots to choose from this summer. Okay, tell us what is on uh, your dashboard. What are you looking toward? Right, so just next weekend, for instance, there's actually a biographical movie about J.R.R. Tolkien coming out. Right, yeah, I'm going to go to a screening of that on Tuesday. Yeah. What's the name of that? Tolkien. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not imaginative, but okay. Yeah, um, one of my favorite movies from um, the Sundance Film Festival is coming out right after called The Souvenir, which is a more mature film, but it kind of chronicles a relationship that's semi-autobiographical that the uh, the filmmaker was in. And the main actress is actually Tilda Swinton's daughter, mm. and Tilda, really? Tilda plays her mother in the film. Um, so that one's called The Souvenir. Um, there's a new Godzilla movie coming oh. out at the end of May, that's and cool. those movies have been quite good. Um and Millie Bobby Brown from who plays Eleven in Stranger Things is one of the stars of this film. Really? Yes, and I think that might excite a lot of yeah. people. Yeah. Um, there are actually two X Men movies coming out uh, this this summer. The first one is Dark Phoenix in June. So people who are into X Men, maybe more than the Marvel movies, will be delighted. Um, and so that's pretty exciting. And there's a new Men in Black film coming out. Um, and then there's one that I think everyone's going to go see, which is Toy Story 4. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, yes, which has a character called Forky in it, who is a spork. <laughs> That's the interesting. <laughs> okay, good. So in the movies recently, I saw for a few times in the trailers, I think the movie's called The Littlest Farm. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. In fact, I just finished 
editing an interview with the director that I had this week, um, The Biggest Little Farm. So it's a documentary. Uh, it's really lovely, totally family appropriate. So the, the couple in it, John and Molly Chester, um, ended up quitting their jobs in Los Angeles and moving to a 200-acre farm in Ventura County that had just been basically stripped of nutrients by years of, of strip farming. Mm-hmm. And the film chronicles over seven years their attempts to figure out how to um, bring life back to the farm while also doing it in a way that was very much in harmony with the different animals and plants and the ways that sometimes something that might look like a pest actually turns out to be uh, something that you you really need to keep the ecosystem um, healthy. So it's really a lovely film um, about that and about that attempt and then also just about I think you know watching it the amazing way that God created the world to to work in harmony um you know nature works in harmony with itself so uh yeah pretty tremendous excellent I would definitely recommend it yeah Alyssa Wilkinson is with us from vox.com talking about the summer films Alyssa I'm also reading about um, a film called them that follow do you know that Mm -hmm. yes I saw that as well at Sundance this year it is very interesting um so it's a it's a drama um, and it's set in a like a snake handling congregation mm. uh, in Appalachia and it's not what's most interesting about it is you hear that and you might think like oh it's going to be a film that like makes fun of these crazy people you know with snakes in their church or something like that but it's really not that it's more of a um, drama about. Uh, a teenager who's trying to figure out where she stands with her faith uh, and also a relationship that she's in. Um, And so it's, you know, it's a serious drama. It's certainly a mature drama, but I think that it does a really good job of finding ways to talk about uh, uh, a community that looks odd to the outside in a way that's very respectful. I I talked to the the co-directors and um, both of them grew up in religious communities themselves. So uh, they had a real sensitivity to that. Excellent. I'll look forward to that. Okay. So we went through the season of Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, another uh, rock and roll biopic, uh, Rocket Man, the story of Elton John. I've seen previews for that. Have you seen it? I have not seen it. It's about to uh, premiere at Cannes, the Cannes Film Festival, where I'm headed in a couple weeks. So I probably will see it there. I have, however, seen a little bit of footage from it. Um, and I think that what's most interesting about it, and I'm certainly allowed to say this, is that it looks a little more um, fantastical. Like there are sort of um, magical realist elements to it, which is not what you saw in a more straightforward um, biopic like you know, like Bohemian Rhapsody, even though it's the same director. So I think it's going to do very well. It's sort of reminding me a little bit of what I remember of Across the Universe the Beatles uh, movie oh. from about 10 years ago, sure. except that this one is definitely a biopic about Elton John. So I'm sure it's going to make all the money in the world. Excellent. Okay. Okay. So then uh, you said the magic word for um, for movie buffs all over the world. You are going to con, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so explain what that is. Uh, I've been to the area. I've been to Nice, but never while con was going on. I mean, France and movies, that's a pretty nice combination. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, the French are very, very serious about film. This is, and Cannes is the most important um, time in the French film calendar. It's kind of wild to be in France during Cannes because all everything is broadcast on the news. There's, movies are playing all over the country. People are very into it. Um, I, this is my third year there. It's quite a festival. <laughs> it's a very strange festival in that it's very serious about itself. It's very serious about its place in the film calendar. Um, But, you know, 
there's, I don't know, 20, 20 or so films that are competing for the big prize. Usually a couple of them are American and then a bunch of them are not. And so you get to see films from all over the world um, in, you know, a really important way. They're, they're selected with a real keen eye towards being the most important films of the year. So there are a bunch of interesting films that are, are slated to show there. And part of the fun of Cannes is just the discovery. You yeah. never know what you're going to see. Plus the food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very nice. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> That's Alyssa Wilkinson. Alyssa, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-694-7394. 800-694-7394. That's 800-694-7394. Hi, this is Carrie. I'm so excited for May 5th. Why? Because it's Compassion Sunday. My family sponsored a child a couple of years ago on Compassion Sunday at our church, and it's been the best thing we have ever experienced. And I'm excited because I want you to have that same experience. Would you join us? Just go to Compassion.com slash Sunday to find a church near you that's hosting Compassion Sunday. That's Compassion.com slash Sunday. It's Better Together, the exciting daily half-hour talk show by women and for women. It's good friends like Lori Crouch, Christine Kane, Carrie Job, Victoria Osteen, Lisa Harper, and many more. It's more than just a TV show. It's your daily destination for love, friendship, encouragement, and community. It's Better Together, 1.30 Eastern, 10.30 Pacific, only on TBN. Text TOGETHER to 316-316 to join in. That's TOGETHER to 316-316. We'll see you real soon. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade. Through 47 state-certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community. With results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Listen to your favorite Christian programs anytime on the one place app download and listen offline stream to your car or automated home device download one place at google play or the itunes app store when you think of the reasons people end up in the er you probably wouldn't think of west nile virus from mosquitoes asthma attacks from cockroaches hantavirus from rodents or lyme disease from ticks even bites from fire ants and other stinging insects send half million people here every year but you can make a difference in helping to protect your family from pest-related illnesses. Go to pestworld.org to learn how. Why wait until there's an emergency?
Turning out mostly cloudy tonight, there'll be a couple of showers in the area along with a thunderstorm. The low tonight, 60 degrees. Tomorrow, rather cloudy with a few showers. There can be a thunderstorm around for the afternoon, high 72. A shower or thunderstorm will linger into the early part of tomorrow night, low 51. Then for Saturday, cooler with periods of rain in the afternoon, high 65. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Danielle Niddle. Welcome back. Thanks for coming along today. Uh, uh, yesterday was my uh, youngest boy's birthday. And, of course, like you know, most teenage boys, he is a, uh, a, a meat lover. So we took him to this new restaurant. Well, it's not that new. Maybe, it's newish. Yeah, six months or so, mm-hmm. downtown Pittsburgh. Some sort of um, Argentinian steakhouse. It's at the uh, former W.T. Grant slash Saks Fifth Avenue store. Mm-hmm. Looks lovely from the outside. Very nice. It's a very, very pretty restaurant. Now, uh, it, it was not inexpensive. I'll say that. And, of course, this is a birthday. Um, so we took them out. And the servers come around. You have, like, these little little chits on your table. Red uh, one side, green on the other. And if you would like meat... You turn it over to the green chit, and these meat not, suddenly appears. Yes, they're not waiters; they're they're guys with chunks of meat on on these spits. So lamb, filet mignon, you name it, it's all sort of circulating around. They come over, and then you have a, your own pair of tongs. They cut, and then you just take it and put it on your plate. It was really good. It was really good. If you're a meat lover, I say yeah. Now, the weird thing is, in the middle of the room, there's this sort of large buffet where it's all salad, fruit, you know, that vegetables. vegetables. It's very nice. Very, very nice. But, you know, there's not really a particular waiter. Mm, Got it. Because some of the time you're serving yourself and the other times you've got people carrying spits around. Right. And someone also brings you a drink. Mm. So there's, you know, different levels of service involved. So when it came time for the tip, I'm thinking, okay, well, anyway, we just tipped standard. We tipped a, we did a standard tip. Sure. Well, you but, mean a certain percentage? Yes. For, for, so I, I would imagine, having been a waiter myself for many a year, that the, the tips are shared across the board, right? That everybody gets a little chunk of what's going on. This brings me back to an article that I saw today in USA Today. The best tippers, gender and political affiliation may factor in how you tip at restaurants. What? Yeah. Here's what they say. USA Today says this. Are you a Republican man from Connecticut paying for your meal with a credit card? Well, if you are, you're probably a great tipper, according to a new report from creditcards.com. Okay, a Republican man from Connecticut right. is a good tipper. The credit card information website teamed up with researchers from Princeton University surveyed hundreds of adults across the United States. The study indicates that the best tippers are men, Republicans from the Northeast, <laughs> and customers paying with a credit or debit card. These groups generally tip a median of 20% while dining at a restaurant. The study also indicated that women, Democrats, Southerners, and those paying in cash leave a 15 to 16% tip on average. Okay, wait a minute. Women, Democrats, Southerners, Southerners and those paying in cash leave right. 15 to 16%. And, uh, you know, the top top end, the median income is, you know, uh, Republican men from Connecticut who do 20 plus. <laughs> so it all comes down to income, of course. OK, but that is interesting because that would not that would belie the cultural narrative. What do you mean? Well, the cultural narrative is that Democrats are nicer people who are more concerned about the working men. <laughs> well, they're saying and that and that women are nicer than men. 
That's the other cultural narrative. That's true. Right? Women are more sensitive. Men are brutes. And they don't really care. Well, they're saying essentially is that money talks. That the more you earn, the more likely you are to give back. Well, that's only one read. No, we've not seen that because, you know, when the Democrat presidential aspirants release their income. You mean their giving Their charitable giving. That was humiliation. Oh, my gosh. Was it ever? uh, Listen, if if anything... If you needed anything to prove to you that those who are leading the Democratic Party are concerned about giving as a lifestyle, then there you go. It's all of the evidence that you should possibly want. Yeah. You mean uh, millionaire Bernie Sanders? I mean, give me a break. Socialist. Give me a break. Anyway, back to tipping. So tipping uh, obviously sparks a hot debate. Half of the tippers in the survey uh, fell into the sweet spot, tipping between 16 to 20 percent, like I said. And then, you know, some people, the really surprising is some people uh, don't tip at all. That's horrible. You, the average, uh, the average um, hourly wage that a, a, a tipping worker receives is about $2.13 per hour as the base pay. The rest of the salary comes in the form of tips, Wow! with many having to split tips, like I said, with mm-hmm, other restaurant right. staff. So wait staff are dependent upon the goodwill of their customers for the salary, according to um, the Restaurant Opportunities Center United. Wow. I did this for, for years, working as a waiter. And, you know, you live and die by that. What, what it forces you to do is to become an excellent waiter. And Which you, is what it's supposed to do. Right. And you still rely, although you still have to rely on the, the generosity and the kindness and those who see mm-hmm. your excellent waiter skills right. and will respond in kind. Right. So there's two sides to that story, right? Is that the person who's working, wh- whatever economic little subsystem you're in, you want it to encourage the worker to work his or her very hardest. Of course. But it doesn't work if the person who is the payer is not actually paying someone what they deserve. Right, it's like, it's like a microcosm of of a, a larger economy. That's the question. Is you really need you you want to encourage and you need both things. You need hard a hard working workforce. You also need a manager who's willing to pay people what they deserve. Right. I agree. And the system is not just if you don't have both things. No. I mean I think, you know, if you've got a kid, one of the best things you can do for your kid is to make them, you know, work in a restaurant. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. there's something about. The, oh, you know, I uh, never did that. Oh, it's. Did you work in a restaurant, Mike? Oh yeah, he worked for Chuck Tanner. Yeah, yeah, oh. I was worked for Chuck Tanner's restaurant. I, was, I wasn't really uh, a uh, a waiter. I was more of a host. You and Dave Parker both worked mm-hmm. for Chuck Tanner. Yeah, yeah. Look at it that way. And I can imagine Mike is the host. Mm-hmm. You'd be a good host, good Mike. Yeah, he's I up love there. That. He's a host around here. He is kind of the host around here, isn't he? Most of the Yeah. Did you wear a bow tie? What'd you wear? I wore a black vest. Oh. Black pants, white long uh, shirt, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. long sleeve shirt. And how was Chuck? Chuck was amazing. Every every Friday he'd come in, he'd he'd get a uh, fish sandwich for him and his wife, and he would tip me like twenty bucks. There's Isn't a good that great? tipper. And I'd be, I'd be like, Chuck, I didn't even I didn't even cook or anything. I just went out and got it for you. He goes, What's Go he? have fun this weekend. Isn't that great? That sure yeah. is. That's Super a good nice guy. guy. Excellent. Solid guy. Very nice. But, well. I think you should tip as much as you possibly can if you have really good service. And I don't care if you're a man or a woman or a Democrat or a Republican or whatever. You should tip people because they're working hard. Do you have a rule of thumb for tipping? Yes. Which is? My rule of thumb is when I walk into a restaurant, the the, uh, waiter or waitress is starting at 20%. Oh, see, I, I'm starting at 15%. Oh, okay. I'm always starting at 20 and they can lose it or they can gain it. Do you go over 20%? I do. Do you sometimes? If it's really good. That's have, excellent. Have you ever 
tip somebody like astronomically, like really well through the roof. Through the roof. Well, it, it's like the yes, other day. Yes, I did one time. Like what? Tell me that story. Well, it was a valet. Oh. Yeah, it was a valet, and um, my dad was in the hospital, and um, I was late to come here. And I was waiting at the valet. Wait, and, you know, I was I was actually walking down to the valet, thinking I'm never going to make it to work on time. I'm never going to make it to work on time. And I came outside, and the valet there, I don't know his name at Allegheny General, but he looked at me, and he could see the panic in my eyes. And he, they knew me because my dad had been sick for a long time, and so I was there every day. And he took off to get my car, like it was his whole job. Nice, excellent. <laughs> and he came back. He ran to get my car. He went all around all sorts of people, got it, pulled the car in like some crazy person, jumped out, motioned for me to come over, and I gave him 20 bucks. Hey, fabulous. Nice. Because he nice earned tip. it. Excellent. He, he didn't, I didn't even have to ask him. Yeah. He was all about it. Nice. Best tip I ever got was an accidental tip. I was working at a, a wine bar at 52nd and 2nd, and um, it was me and another bartender. And they had like this thing, a, a Cubanet, which, you know, they had bottles of wine that was uh, pressurized by CO2. So you could open up, you know, a $300 bottle of wine, and it would stay. It wouldn't go bad. So one night we're back behind the bar, and there was this coconut. You know, it's a bar. So sometimes, you know, people get a little too drunk. And this guy rode me and this bartender all night long, just, you know, a couple of hours. He was just an idiot. Anyway, at one point, this guy got out of control, and he, you know, made a physical move towards my buddy. And my buddy was a big guy. You would not want to miss this guy. So my buddy was, I've had enough. And he walks around the bar. He picks the guy, literally picked the guy up by his scruff and threw him out the door. And then when my buddy walked back into the bar, <laughs> there on the floor where the guy was, uh, you know, messing with us was a hundred dollar bill, and he was like, "Dude, <laughs> here's our tip." <laughs> <That's awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> so it was an accidental tip, but it was it was well well worked. Oh, that's really awesome. Very nice. That is yeah. a good tip to get. It is. Okay, we'll take a break. Come back. Uh, we're going to talk about single families in church. Stay with us. Word FM. Next time on Orchard Hill Today. Ultimately, first and foremost, the ultimate gift that we've received is the gift of eternal life in Christ. This week, Dr. Kirk Bjorklund, Senior Pastor of Orchard Hill Church, is joined by Mike Hatch, Life Stage Pastor and Director of Men's Ministries at Orchard Hill Church, to respond to questions submitted by our listeners in our Ask a Pastor broadcast. Be sure to join us weekday mornings at 9.30 a.m. for Orchard Hill Today on 101.5 Word FM. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. At extremetruck.net. Share, like, comment, tweet. Are these foreign terms to your business? They may not be to your competition and the reason you're losing sales. We're Salem Surround. We take the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you run your business while we deliver customers. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Hi. 
I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our To Have and To Hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degree programs and certificates. Perfect for students with full-time employment pursuing a seminary education. Learn more at pts.edu. Considering a college transfer? Then consider Geneva College to complete your bachelor's degree. Geneva offers a Christian perspective and more than 115 majors and programs to help students prepare for their life's work. Go to geneva.edu slash transfer today. You know, they say the best is yet to come. But to make that true for your retirement, you need a plan. We'll start by tuning in for Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10. Kurt and Ethan can help simplify the retirement planning process. No technical terms or calculations, no product pushing, just the information you need for retirement. Don't miss Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10 right here on 101.5 Word FM. Single-parent families of all kinds are becoming increasingly common in the U.S. From 1880 to 1970, around 85% of children in the U.S. lived with two parents, according to the Pew Research Center. But over the past 50 years, this traditional family arrangement has changed radically. And in 2015, less than a half, less than one half of children in the U.S. lived with two parents in their first marriage. And in 2018, there were more than 16 million single parents in the United States and nearly half, 40% of all births in the U.S., were to unmarried women. Ruth Moon Mari has written a piece in Christianity Today Women called Why the Church Needs Single Parents and Single Parents Need the Church. Ruth, welcome back to the show. Thanks, John. Ruth, talk about this unbelievable change we have seen in America over these last decades and how it is that the ch- I mean, are we behind already in trying to address this? Um. Yeah, well, Kathy, um, as you mentioned, the, the premise of the article is that the American family looks way more diverse today than it did 30 or 40 years ago. And it, it seems to be true that a lot of these diverse families are not going to church. Um, so one of the things I um, mentioned in the article is that uh, more than two-thirds of single mothers don't attend church. So um, in the article, I kind of look at how... Uh, why that might be and what churches could be doing differently. Yes. So, as you say, Ruth, that single parents are frequently divorced, and it's not surprising that theologians define typical single-parent families as a a failure in some way. So how does the church, uh, how do you address something like that? You talk about um, uh, Professor of New Testament, uh, Timothy Paul Jones, he's a professor of family ministry, and um, maybe he's got a little thread on this. Um, Yeah, well... Uh, I think that one thing I heard in a lot of my interviews is that this is so present to pastors, the idea that, that divorce doesn't represent God's best image of the family, that, that pastors and church staff can neglect, you know, thinking about how to reach these, yeah. these families where they are. 
Yeah, and I can I can imagine that. This is the problem that Christians have and believers have always had is that how do you uphold a biblical ethic uh, in any area, you know, whether it's uh, whether it's sexuality or it's money or it's marriage. marriage or it's any of those things without also leaving people behind who have violated that or victims of the violation of it in one way or another. And clearly you have to do both things. You have to uphold the ethic ethic while you are caring for people, but oftentimes we do the first and don't do the second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. Okay, so when it comes to single parents, um, what is the thing that the church needs to do first? Um, well, I think the biggest thing, the, the thing I heard in a lot of my interviews is that the church, churches, specific churches, really need to listen to what the single uh, parents in their congregation or the single parents they're trying to reach actually might want. Um, I think one of the key challenges is that a lot of churches often don't have single parents on their leadership boards or kind of working in leadership. So they're kind of trying to guess at what these parents and families might find useful. Um, and just sitting down and talking with these families is a really good way to start. Yeah. Is the church and all the people you talk to, Ruth, is the church somehow behind on this? I mean, single parenting is, is not necessarily a new phenomenon uh, in 21st century America. Um, maybe the church is kind of late to come to the party here to try to minister to people who need some extra help. Um, you know, I, I don't, I guess I would say in the sense that the church should always be at the forefront of kind of helping the marginalized and, and, um, you know, the poor and the widows in that sense, yes, the church, I would say is, you know, we should be at the forefront and instead we're kind of scrambling to catch up. It seems like, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I appreciate that very much. We've been talking to Ruth Moon Mari, editor of Response at Seattle Pacific University. Starting in August, she'll be assistant professor of communication at Louisiana State University on why the church needs single parents and why single parents need the church. Jen had a very busy day today. Really busy. First, she dropped her kids off at daycare. Then she had a few minutes before yoga class for a coffee. Small latte, please. And then she saved a few lives. Nurse, two units, owning. One, an injured child. Another, a cardiac patient. And then, a premature baby. All because Jen logged on to bloodsciencefoundation.org and made a financial donation. There, done. You see, local blood donors provide only about half of what is needed to treat patients. The other half has to be purchased and relies on financial donations from people like you and Jen. Ooh, cake pops. So, what have you done today? To make a financial donation that saves lives, visit bloodsciencefoundation.org. Blood Science Foundation. Giving from the heart. If you take a look around your hometown... You might notice that there seems to be a mattress store on every corner, each with a different sale every weekend. Where do you start? And how do you know if you're actually getting a good value? Here at the Original Mattress Factory, what you see is what you get. You'll find our hand-built, high-quality mattresses at the same great price every day. Stop by one of our local factories or stores to experience the Original Mattress Factory difference. Great beds, no bull. 
the gimmicks, the flashy sales, and the big markups. Mattress stores have made the mattress shopping experience confusing on purpose. Ron Trzinski started the original mattress factory to create a better way. He raised the bar on quality, offered hand-built mattresses for a fraction of the cost, and ditched the high-pressure sales tactics, all to create a better mattress buying experience for you. You could say he was the original disruptor. Stop by an Original Mattress Factory store or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. Do you dream of owning your own home? Dollar Bank's free Mortgages for Mothers workshop can show you how to break the rent cycle. You'll learn the right way to home ownership with a plan to strengthen your savings and create less debt. You can even get help with restoring bad credit. Join Lynn Hayes Freeland and Dollar Bank at the free Mortgages for Mothers Home Buying Workshop, Saturday, May 11th at 9 a.m. at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Child care will be available. To register, visit MortgagesForMothers.com today. Dollar Bank, equal housing lender. Get smarter every day at Ozzy.com. Try a new news site that tells you about the most interesting people, places, and ideas. Discover the next Obama or maybe the next LeBron James. Try Ozzy's online quiz today and you could win two free tickets to anywhere in the world on United. OZY.com. Considering a college transfer? Then consider Geneva College to complete your bachelor's degree. Geneva offers a Christian perspective and more than 115 majors and programs to help students prepare for their life's work. Go to geneva.edu slash transfer today. All right, so everybody loves their Amazon. If you get to Amazon Prime. I love it a lot. Do you, I order a lot of things from Amazon. Man. It's really dangerous, isn't it? I mean, it's just dangerous to kind of – it's sort of like the Sears catalog Oh, come yeah. To you life. mean as far as dangerous, like you could blow all your money for sure. Yeah. You know what I ordered the other day? What? A window screen. Really? Yeah. And it came and it fit. You know what I ordered the other day? Hmm. Vacuum cleaner bags. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because they're hard to find. They are hard to find, yeah, especially yeah. when you have right. a model number yep. and a maker number and you're standing in front of this display like, oh, my gosh, someone saved me. And there's right. nobody to save you because nobody works there. No, right. Yeah. Anyway, it was very easy. Yeah. OK, so there's, a, you know, as as powerful as Amazon is, of course, we all know that is true. There are many tendrils of the dark side right. that are involved in this. Yep. Uh, Amazon fulfillment centers are the engines of the company, of course. Massive warehouses where workers track, they pack, they sort, they shuffle each other before sending it, uh, the orders along to the buyer's door. But critics say that those fulfillment center workers face strenuous conditions and workers are pressed to make something that's called make rate with some packing, some employees, hundreds of boxes per hour. How does that even work? Hundreds of boxes per hour and losing their job if they don't move fast enough. Oh, my gosh. Quote, you've got always got somebody right behind you who's ready to take your job, says Stacy Mitchell, co-director of, of the Institute for Local Self-Reliance and a prominent, prominent Amazon critic. Documents obtained by uh, The Verge. What is The Verge? No, is no, no. I'm not, I'm not familiar with it. Documents obtained by The Verge show that those productivity firings are far more common than outsiders realize. In a signed letter last year, an attorney representing Amazon said the company fired, quote, hundreds of employees at a single facility between August of 2017 and September of 2018 for failing to meet productivity quotas. Mm -hmm. A spokesperson for the company said that over time, roughly 300 full-time employees were terminated for inefficiency. Holy smokes. 
How does it even work? Well, your two-day prime shipping isn't going to come magically. No. So they press hard to get... Man, oh, man. I don't know. What's that? What's your source on that? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, It is... (laughs) 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 The Verge. (laughs) The Verge. You mean mean that site with which I'm unfamiliar? (laughs) The the (laughs) Verge.com, which... Is apparently a site that I was on that wasn't aware of it. If I was working for Amazon, they would have fired me. What are you doing? <laughs> okay, did you ever have a job where productivity was? I mean, you were a waiter. Productivity oh, certainly measured in that. Of course, it does. Yeah, yeah. I worked. Uh, I worked for a pizzeria. I built oh, pizzas. Gosh. I mean, talk about the pressure. Let's go. Right. You know, you're crushing it during a Steeler game. Mm-hmm. Let's go. People were like flying around. Well, I sold. Car- I sold carpeting. Yeah. You want to talk about someone like watching your productivity every oh, second? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's now again. That's a it was it's a commission job as as waiting tables yep. is, and so you're. I mean, the re, there's a reason it's commission. It's because they want to encourage you to work sure, man, your work hardest, hard. and you have to have some incentive in it, or it's not going to happen. I don't regret that. I, I believe I that doing that, and of course you do that before. You have a solid work ethic. You show up. There's nothing worse, and of course they don't last than a lazy waiter. So if you come up and you're ready to go, man, I am. You know, you're pushing hard, and you're making sure that all around you everything's stocked, right? Your glasses, your silverware, your napkins, all that, the tablecloths, you're good to go. And then whenever the flow starts to happen, everything's in place, so you're moving. Now the lazy waiters, they're not, they're not good to go, so they suffer, and all of a sudden they start leaning on you or taking your supplies, and you go, wait a second, stop, stop, please. So it requires – I think it's involved – people who are successful in that have a very strong work ethic. Okay. Let me tell you something else about Amazon. This is from Axios.com. Okay. Um, depending on how much you shop, watch, and read with Amazon. So if that's me, that's a lot. Shop, watch, and read? Yes. If you if you shop at Amazon, if you watch oh. Amazon Prime, and if you read books from Amazon, I do all of those yeah, things. Yeah, the e-commerce behemoth may know more about you than any other company on yeah, earth. Yeah, yeah. Are you ready? Yep. Naturally, they know what you've browsed or bought on their main service. They also know what you've asked Alexa, John, what you've watched on Prime, and what you've read on your Kindle. Mm-hmm. They know even more thanks to their ownership of Whole Foods, Ring, Arrow, Twitch, Goodreads, which I did not know they owned, IMDb. Oh, and Audible. Did you know they owned all those? Uh, no. Mm-hmm. I knew they owned chunks, but I did mm-hmm. not know that much. So as far as Amazon.com, they know what you've purchased, obviously, plus the things that you've just put in your cart or searched for or added to a wish list or just browsed for mm. or what you've looked for on Zappos or Diapers.com. Diapers.com. Mm-hmm. They also know all of your addresses and the names and addresses of anyone you've ever sent stuff to, <laughs> just in case you've forgotten. <laughs> And then, as far as your books go, they know all the books you've read, plus how far into the book you got. Oh, because of the Kindle thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They also know which books you've browsed or sampled and which passages you've highlighted on your Kindle. Wow. Okay. Um, what smokes. about if you have a, fire, a tablet, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they run a custom version of Android, which provides the company with lots of data since it powers the browsing instead of Google. Okay. So it knows what you've looked for on Bing, Yahoo, whatever it is you're using, right? Yeah. On Prime Video, they know what you've watched, browsed, searched for. Um, Ring, which is smart doorbells and security gear. Yeah. You know that? You can pay for a recording plan. 
They store your videos for three to 120 days, depending on where you live, or until you go in and manually delete your video. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, IMDb, which I look at all the time. Yeah. Although I prefer to use Rotten Tomatoes. Well, I look – no, no. IMDb's though – I don't look at it for ratings. I just look at it – you know, I see somebody and I think, oh, well, how, do I, how do I know that person, sure. right? IMDb, although this is probably one of the lesser privacy concerns in the Amazon world, your tastes in movies can say a lot about you. Oh, so they know so much. Does that bother you, the privacy thing that, you know – we always said, oh, Big Brother 1984. Well, if it bothered me enough, I would guess I would stop away. doing it. But it's still, when I read all this in a row – and thank you, Mike, for bringing this to me – I feel – uh, slightly violated. It's freaky. Alexa hears and knows everything you guys talk about. I don't have yeah, Alexa, but John has Alexa. I have Alexa. I like Alexa. If you have Alexa, you can just tell him to listen to Word FM. Oh, you can. That's right. That's right. Hey, I thanks for being with us. Uh, our podcast's up and running. We promise not to find anything about your life. Honest. We're just doing our job. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.